Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, you're going to meet a leading national expert who's going to teach us why thrust is a must and how we can tap into our own rocket fuel. His journey just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. For life of the Dallas News, from am Jeff Curley, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, we all face adversity, but you can let that define you or you can use it as rocket fuel. My next guest is uh, Mike Sirocco. He's better known as C-Rock. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. And I just, I love this man. I heard him this morning at Success North Dallas. He spoke in front of 150 people at, at seven in the morning, <laughs> which is not easy to do, uh, and, and just absolutely rocked the house. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, I like hard things instead of easy things it makes my life easier so this morning was no big deal i just you know knew that it was going to be a little bit more challenging that i just leaned into it man well we we were blessed to have you and uh certainly one of the top speakers that we've ever had at success Star dallas i want to talk about your journey because you, you you certainly have had adversity and and you told a story this morning about your father would you share yeah so i don't remember my parents ever together and you know came from the broken home uh, child support battles, custody battles. Then you add step parents into the mix. And, you know, there's a lot of chaos and confusion. When I was about eight years old, my mom was moving on to her third marriage and I decided to uh, move in with my dad. I thought it was a new thing, new frontier, challenging. And uh, I was a very self-determined kid. And I lived there for three years and it ended up being not what I thought it was going to be. There was some abuse. There was a lot of fighting, a lot of conflict. And I know a lot of people can relate to that. Uh, so after a while, I started seeing other families and other kids. They were loving, things were going good. And I said, man, what I'm in is not ordinary. Something, something needs to change here. So I got my mom to file court papers. And eventually, after a couple of weeks went by, my dad got the court papers delivered to him. I came home from school. The tension in the room was thick. I knew something was up. And Jeff, my dad was my hero. He had a masonry business, big forearms, rough hands. If he shook his hand, you knew he was a hard worker. And he used to carry a wad of $100 bills in his pocket with him. And us Italians, we don't carry wallets. We carry wads of $100 bills with rubber bands around them. And uh, Northeast, right? And uh, so I always looked up to him for that. And he always showed me money and what money got. And so he confronted me with these court papers and said, hey, you know, it says here you want to move back with your mom. And I don't understand. We have everything we need here. You got trips. We go to dinners. We got, we, you got everything you need. Your mom doesn't have it. She has men coming in and out of her house. Like he just painted this picture. And I said, you know what? I've been through this before. I'm not discussing this. I'm going. He said, okay. So he takes a lot of $100 bills out of his pocket that I, I always looked up to him for. And he peeled one off and crumpled it up. And he said, here, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. And I was about 10 years old at that time. And what went through my head, the first thing that went through my head was, what did I do? You get that moment of like, what did I do? But very quickly, the stubbornness kicked in. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to need that money. I'll show you. 
And then for, I don't know, 30 some years, I drove off of that fat and I wrote a book called Rocket Fuel Convert Setbacks Become Unstoppable. And I started studying how to get through adversity and come back and take things that come your way that would normally seem like a letdown, discouragement, stored in your tank instead of your trunk. Most of us store things in our trunk and weighs us down. We feel heady when things are going wrong. Instead of that, if you can figure out a way to put it in your gas tank or fuel tank, convert it into rocket fuel, you can actually become unstoppable to live in the life of your dreams. And when things happen that were normally bad, you start to feel better about that. Less heavy, lighter. Wow. So it's a performance tech. It is absolutely powerful. We're going to uh, we're gonna show your website. And as we scroll down the website, I want to talk about the different parts of your business. Uh, you're a coach. You're a best-selling author. You're a, a dynamic speaker. Uh, how do you typically engage with people? Is it through the speeches? Uh, yeah, we do, we do podcasting, a lot of podcasting. I've been on over 900 shows in the last three and a half years. I decided in 2019 to get known. I was known in my local market. I was 17 years in the mortgage real estate space, and I just was never fulfilled. And I realized I had a more potential inside of me, and I wasn't playing a big enough game. So I started going on podcasts. I realized the power of podcasts, the shows like this, mm -hmm. and uh, really decided to lean into it to get better, put the reps in. And then you start getting good, and then you develop a formula. And I started realizing, wait a minute, I have this formula. I need to help people with this. I can show other people how to do the same, similar to what you're doing, which you guys do awesome stuff here. Thank you. And uh, yeah, so that's... Basically, it's through podcasting right now. Well, you are very well branded with that. Can you explain what that stands for? Yeah, so it's that one. There's a little one hidden in here. And that one is, it came to me one day when I wake up in the morning, like, how do, what do I think? What keeps me driving every day? And I always wake up like, I want to be that one. Now, it's not always the best, but it's that one. It's a unique thing that people, that, that one guy, that one coach, that one perform, that one business guy. So I said, you know what? This is a good brand, and this brand can go across many, many businesses. Jack Canfield, I think it was Jack Canfield uh, said, I think it was him or Mark, uh, said that if you can get a brand and you develop a brand that can go on any industry, you got a good brand. Mm. And that's what this, we came up with. I had the logo made, and then uh, the rest is history. Okay, I want to show uh, your book cover, Rocket Fuel. I love the title because I think so many people need to tap into uh, their own rocket fuel. What are some of the things that you talk about in the book? Well, I told my story that I share with you in more detail, but I also went on a journey of mentorship. And it, I don't know if it was a midlife crisis or not, but when I got into my 40s, I started feeling like I, was, I had untapped potential and I wasn't doing everything I needed to do for what I was put here for. I think we're all put here by an all-powerful God. And I think it's a disservice to not go and see how far you can take this thing. And so I started to realize that. I went on a journey of mentorship, studying people like Grant Cardone, uh, Brandon Dawson, um, Warren Buffett, many, many other people. And I just started to realize I should document this process. And I did because I was seeing such massive results in such a short window. So I put it all in the book. The journey's in the book. Relation, talk about relationships, communication, business, mindset, performance, you name it. And um, it, it's impacted a lot of people's lives. Uh, Grant Cardone wrote the forward, which is, um, he never does that. Yeah. So congratulations. Yeah, yeah thank you. All right, let's uh, let's talk about overcoming adversity. Because as a speaker, I mean, you you survived COVID, and that was a time when suddenly every speaker on the planet had to go remote. How did you navigate COVID? Yeah, so that's when I leaned into podcasting. It was in 2019. I was just getting into it. COVID happened, and I was like, oh man, this is perfect. Everybody else is going to come off the road. I'm already I got a head a little head start. So I just started doing seven to ten podcasts a week, leaning into it, reps, reps, meeting people following up with the people, learning and figuring out how to uh, leverage the relationships. And what I mean by leverage, uh, I meant to say this this morning and I forgot in the talk, but 
most people say, what can I get out of this? I didn't think about something different and it's what can I give into this? Mm. And that changed everything. Giving in, giving in, giving in. And all of a sudden the people that I was given to didn't necessarily give me things, but the people around that had resources yes. start and it, it's a cycle. And it, it just amazed me that how that works. So through COVID, through the lockdown, I did podcasting and I also did another thing, which I talked about this morning was I started DMing people on Instagram and LinkedIn mm. and setting up 15 minute calls with them just to connect. And I got a framework around that as well. But I leaned into that so much where I was doing 30, 40 calls a week. Do you ever have self-doubt? Because you come to me, I mean, this is the ultimate uh, alpha male. Uh, do you ever have self-doubt? 100% I do. Last week was re actually tough. I have this, this agency we're working with um, helping people get on podcasts, entrepreneurs, speakers, coaches, and getting them on a live podcast booking service. And, you know, we have up and down months right now still. We're in that startup phase a year and a half old. And I want to go faster, quicker, and I'm impatient. And so when it's not moving as fast as I want it to, or we have a stretch where the, the dollars aren't coming in like they were, I start to think, like, what's going on here? Is it my name the right thing? I start asking these questions. But what keeps me going is I always remember that the 500 plus interviews I've had on my show, all the folks, the, the common thing they said is perseverance, perseverance. We've all gone through it, perseverance. And I just keep reminding myself of that. Wow. Well, I remember we were both fans of The Last Dance, Michael Jordan's uh, last season. And he, much like you, used adversity. And um, I, I remember, I forget which which player forgot to shake his hand as they were getting off the court. And he says, okay, that's they, it. They, <laughs> um, what can we all learn from uh, people like you and Michael Jordan? Yeah, you know, I think what I, I want to say this lesson is like one of the most recent lessons I've learned and with Michael Jordan is, I don't think he puts his pride and ego above the mission. I think mission is the most important thing and pride and ego are there to keep us safe. But sometimes people let that get out of whack and their insecurities step up and then the mission suffers. I want to, when I, when I state a mission, I want to accomplish the mission. It's the most important thing. So I think that it's important to make sure that you keep that ego in check, keep the, the uh, pride in check. And that's what I've noticed with a lot of the greats is that they want the mission's the most important thing. Everything else goes to the side. No. Yeah, he's such an inspirational figure and he has just endless uh, content on the web. I found one tip that he gave recently. Let's go ahead and roll that. Do not wonder why you're not getting the life that you desire if you're not going to get clear on what you want and what you desire. Now, I believe in God. Okay, I don't apologize for that. I respect everybody else's belief. Whatever you believe, you cannot argue with the fact that you're a living organism right here that has thought about the future. Human beings are the only animal that, that contemplates the future. That's powerful. And you cannot argue with the fact that we have intuition that things, little ideas that come to us and desires that come to us, can't argue with that. There's a purpose behind that. Now, most people fail at what they try to achieve because they underestimate the amount of effort it takes to achieve it. But before they can even underestimate the effort that it takes to achieve it, they don't get clear on what they're trying to achieve. So it is imperative that we decide what we want, get clear on what we want, program it in here, because if you don't program, I got news for you. If you don't program yourself, guess who you get programmed by? You get programmed by somebody else. And it's not the person or people you want to be programmed by. When I'm in Clubhouse and I'm sitting there listening in Clubhouse, I'm literally amazed at how many people allow themselves to be programmed by the media, by trends on social media, by other people in Clubhouse, even by the titles of the Clubhouse room. I'm amazed at it. And I can tell immediately who's programmed themselves and who's being programmed.
You're also very passionate about doing the right thing. Let's talk about that. Well, it's the right thing, the right way with the right people. All the problems I've ever had in my life have come from when I allowed the wrong people to stay in my environment for too long or be in the environment in the first place. And me being one of the first people to notice or to be the wrong person at the wrong time, I always focus on how can I be better every day? How can I work on getting smarter, wiser, more friendly, um, caring about people more, being a better listener? I work on myself being more responsible because I know if I do that, then I can expect that same thing from other people. Sure. And so we really want to focus on our, you know, leadership starts with me. Everything starts with us. And then like just letting that reverberate out. And um, so when I get the right people in my environment, I think everybody needs to pay attention to this. Right people in your environment, success. Wrong people in your environment, chaos. Mm. And you can't have success with chaos. I learned just before the show um, that C-Rock works with his son now inside his company. And I'm curious because of your upbringing and the adversity that you felt, um, is your parenting style different? Well, it's different in the fact that I had a stepfather step in uh, when I was about 11, and he was a disciplinarian. By the way, discipline, it sounds like a bad thing, but discipline actually makes you feel better. When you're disciplined, it makes you feel better. So I discipline my son, um, and, and I'm hard on him. And I believe at home it, it's really tough. I question myself sometimes, like, you know, am I being too hard on him? But then when I see him go out in the public, and how he res like respects people, and he people have great things to say about him. Uh, it, it pays off. That's really cool. And and what's it like to work with him in the business? <laughs> and does he call you dad or C Rock or what does he call you? No, he calls me dad. But uh, you know, he's he's just learning. He's seventeen. He's learning about responsibility. He's learning about showing up, uh, not procrastinating. So I'm teaching him some of those basic lessons. Yeah. I have a show, and he's he's responsible for programming and scheduling my shows. And I told him I want it done Friday. And every Monday morning, he's like, where's your phone? Where's your phone? I need this programming show. I'm like, what do you mean? You're supposed to do a Friday. It's two weeks in a row now. So I, I'm, I'm teaching him show up, uh, no procrastination, commitment, doing things you're supposed to be doing on time, deadlines. And um, so it's kind of fun. But I get frustrated, honestly, sometimes, just like any guy. Can go in the wilder, but. All right, we got about a minute left. So final thoughts. What would you like to leave people with? Yeah, I think the most important thing is getting around people that you can help that fills your gaps and you can fill their gaps. And what happens when you do that and you create team, you can create process and systems that really exponentially grow you, you know, your, your, your company, your mission, whatever it is. So I think so many people are afraid to ask for help and they're afraid of uh, giving up control. So for me, I want I more people to help me. I want to give up more control so that we can grow big. Yeah. Now, I would say uh, go Eagles, but I can't. I'm in cowboy <laughs> land. <so. laughs> We're in enemy territory right now. I hope we'll have some good contests this, this season. But uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're going to end with his website, which is thatoneagency.com. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Jeff. Great job. You bet. Uh, we'll see you next time. It's going to be tired and different. It is.